grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you are new to the program, I'll give you a quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was one of my favorite things to do, hang out with friends, get wasted and fucked up on drugs, and just reminisce about old stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with people, talk shit, talk shop, and just reminisce about the good old days. I will normally be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. Bartender extraordinaire, New York City comedian, Mr. John Slap. Thank you uh, very much. What's going on? It's hard to announce credentials when you fucking have none. <laughs> <laughs> this man was student of the month at St. Andrew's Catholic Elementary there we in go. 1993. Student of the month. <laughs> what's um, happening? How are we doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Feel good. Had a great day. It's beautiful outside. It is very nice. Feel good. This one's going up, um, so I don't have any episodes banked, so this one will go out today for Patreon and then on Friday for everybody else. Fuck yes. So we're going to get it going, man. So uh, for those of you listening, John is, you live in New York, originally from Philadelphia. Yes, I uh, well, I say Philadelphia for street cred. I think anybody from the Philadelphia area if you're from within like 30 minutes of the city and you root for all Philadelphia sports teams, then you say you're from Philadelphia. I'm, I'm from actually like outside. I, I grew up in a town called Washington Crossing, okay. Pennsylvania. So uh, we're going to go yes, with Philly. We'll yeah. say Philly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know Washington Crossing, Pennsylvania? <laughs> it's where George Washington crossed the Delaware to. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's why it's called Washington Crossing uh, because uh, on Christmas Day during the Revolutionary War, uh, George Washington in a pretty Bush League move. Uh, I guess while the, the Hessian troops were getting drunk, celebrating the birth of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He, he, was, uh, he got all his troops together and rode over the Delaware River, and he marched down to, like, Trenton, New Jersey area, and he attacked them while they were all drunk and passed out and shit. My man. And he fucked them up. There we go. Turned the tide of the Revolutionary War. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's where Washington that's Crossing That's where comes Washington from. Crossing comes from. They do a uh, reenactment every year. Of on, course they do. On Christmas Day. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking terrible. I lived there for, shit, like 15, 16 years, and... Only after we moved away, my family went back, and we were like, "Yeah, hey, you want to go to that fucking reenactment oh, yeah. that used to be in our town? I know exactly what that's like. I grew up in Daytona for, like, 20 years of my life, about. And, I mean, I left for college at 18, so 18 years. And everyone's like, oh, Daytona, like, bike week and race week. And I was like, I've never... Never gone to... Never gone to a 500, never been... I've been inside the International Speedway twice i yeah. think in my entire life no shit people are like but you're from there and i go yeah exactly right yeah like people from new york don't go to the statue of liberty like, i've that's never just... i've never been to the liberty bell in my whole life oh my god never. and you yeah never once been to the liberty bell that's crazy it's like i've i think like i don't even think my classes it's oddly enough i don't think we ever took like a field trip in elementary school like never even went yeah and it's never. weird because i talked to some people who are native new yorkers and i'm like yeah, I checked out the National History Muse Natural History Museum, and I was like, "Oh, it's super cool because I've got my New York ID now, so I get in for free." 
and they were like, oh, we get in for free. And I, I was like, that either. That's yeah, you get in for it's like pay what you want, quote unquote, if you are a, like if a you resident? are a resident of the New York area. No shit. Yeah. So I think I don't know if it has to be New York City or if it's anywhere in New York or what. But Fuck yeah. because I live in Manhattan and my ID says, you know, man, you know where I live. Right. I just don't have I don't have to pay anything. I always pay something, but you don't have to. And I'll talk to native New Yorkers and like, I had no idea I could just go do that. And I was like, yeah, man, that's (laughs) good to know. Actually, I think I still have my Pennsylvania ID. Do you? Oh, that was one of the first I made the switch. I don't know what I'm like. I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting for. I don't know. I well, how long have you it. been in New York now? Uh, three. It'll be. Uh, it was three years. Uh, September. September first was three years. Okay. So. And what brought you to New York? Uh, was I, it comedy or? It was. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was comedy. Why do you it, laugh when I say? <laughs> it was comedy. Well, I was. Uh, truth be told, I was actually date. I was dating a girl uh, who lived in New York prior. I was living when I was living in Philly. Um, I was working at a restaurant. I was dating a girl who. Uh, lived in New York, and that's kind of when I started. I would come up here. I would work. You started commuting. I would commute. Yeah, I would work. I was off Mondays and Tuesdays. I would work Wednesday through Sunday, uh, bartending. I would get done my shift Sunday night. I would drive up to New York, and hang up here. You know, Monday and Tuesday, and then I would drive back Wednesday morning. Okay. Um, but it, I was doing. Uh, you know, when I was in Philadelphia, I would do comedy to an extent. It doesn't have the, uh, you know, there's not the opportunities that you have here in New York, I guess. Um, But I was doing it here and there, and it was kind of something that I wanted to pursue. How did you get into it? Was it one of those things where you just always loved comedy or? Well, uh, my buddies and I actually, we used to go, there was a mic, uh, an open mic in Philadelphia. Okay. uh, At Helium Comedy Club. Yeah. uh, I know Helium. Down at 16th and Sansom. Or twentieth and Sansom somewhere uh, down in Center City, and it was free every Tuesday night. And my buddies and I all used to go down just because we were kind of poor. We were twenty two, twenty three, twenty four years old. Yeah, didn't really have good jobs yet. You know, like uh, <laughs> I say, yet as if I have a good job <laughs> now. <laughs> um, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, so it was just it, they would do a free show every Tuesday night, and we were like, ah, fuck it, let's go. So you just went as like. Just as an audience, we would watch an open mic. Um, But oddly enough, like we would go, and it got to a point where we would go every Tuesday to the point where we knew, like when a comic was coming up, we'd be like, "Oh, here comes this guy." We could like recite their jokes. Yeah. Um, You know, before they would even do them, like, oh, we'd be like, "Oh, this guy's fucking, this guy's fucking coming up again." But like some of the guys were really good. Yeah, like we used to like Shane Gillis used to be there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah and that was the first that was there, the yeah. first time I ever saw him was at an open mic in Philadelphia. Um, but yes, yeah, so we used to go and watch this mic. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I think I want to I want to try this. I want to give it a shot. And like, I guess I used to have like my buddy's moms and shit used to say little subtle remarks. Like I was kind of a fuck up. Yeah. In school, I was always very, you know, I got good grades here and there, but I was like, I was always kind of a goofball. I had, I think I had ADD. I was never, <laughs> never diagnosed Same ADD, but like, I'm pretty sure I did. So I was always kind of like clowning around in class and shit. And my buddy's moms and stuff would always be like, oh, you'd be, you should do some sort of comedy. Just kind of like throw a remark like yeah. that. 
and uh, you should be in entertainment. Uh, yeah, or you should, yeah, and I like I always had the opportunity. You know, I could make my buddies laugh and shit at the bar. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give this stand-up thing a shot. So I would go every week, every Tuesday, and sign up. You had to be there like an hour before the show to yeah. sign up. And there was, <laughs> they called it an open mic, but it was like a really like tight crew. Like, yeah. It was difficult to get on. Oh, you okay. would, I would go and sign up. You would have to be there an was hour. Was it a lottery system? Yeah, and then they would post the list at eight o'clock, and it would be twenty comics. It's a two-hour show, twenty Damn. comics. And you'd show at uh, 8 o'clock, maybe 15 minutes before the show, they'd post the list. And I would go back week after week after week after week, and I wouldn't get on. Finally, I did. I got my fucking shot. You got three minutes. Damn. Three fucking minutes. Yeah, it was brutal. And now it was like the guys at the beginning, so they would say it was an open mic of the 20 comics. They would maybe put like five new yeah. people on. There's it, a couple mics like that. Mice and then the in other the city 15 like would yeah. be like people that you know the recurring crew that would come yeah back, they're friends which yeah. i understand you know yeah. whatever that's how it works um but so i got my three minutes and how did you do <laughs> how does anyone do other person i've actually doing this podcast i've had different different yeah. mixed reviews i fuck oh, i tr- uh, trash did I got you? Trash. Because well, I've had people come on and they go, yeah, all my friends were there, or it's material they've been working on for years. They've just been too scared to go do it. So sometimes people come on and they go, yeah, the first time I crush, and then the second or third time they yeah. bomb. I I got hammered. Yeah. Before. That's, uh, I, to tie it into the thing. podcast yeah. into it, I got fucking bombed. I thought like. I did the same thing in my first th- open mic. Your impression is just like, oh, what? Well, you know, nerves is one thing. But like you're just kind of like, oh, I'm I get drunk and make my buddies laugh at yep. the bar. That's, that that's was gonna, exactly that's my logic. That's gonna translate to a fucking stand-up set. And then I got up there and grabbed the microphone and I was like, oh, oh no. this isn't the same <laughs> at <laughs> this all. Is not the same at all. Yeah, and I, uh, oh man, I I think I hit, I think I touched a racial racial note right out of the <laughs> gate. I think I said something fucking stupid. I. <laughs> Which is not something that you're unfamiliar with Because we were talking about the Broadway um, show that I did The uh, um, fucking industry room Yeah And you and I were talking about it Because I, full disclosure to the listeners I had no idea you did comedy Yeah So you yeah. work as a bartender at The Stand and Which is a huge comedy club And there's a big thing there that they won't hire comics Like that's what they say on all the postings and stuff Yeah Long, you know, we I, don't have to get into it. You work. No, there. I don't mind. I mean, I, I don't mind. I, I think I kind of, <laughs> I kind of skirted uh, the system. I, I, yeah, I came at a desperate. I mean, COVID might have helped me out there a little bit, and yeah. it just I kind of came at a desperate time. People were desperate for bartenders. Yeah, and you just didn't and, bring uh, it up, and, and they and never I, asked. And <laughs> well, I actually did. I, truth be told, I, I told them right out of the gate. Oh, okay. and I was just like, listen, like I've I've done comedy before. Like my whole, t- I was like, look, I'm not a fucking fanboy. I'm 36 yeah. years old. I understand. I understand the whole purpose of not wanting to hire comics as your employees at a comedy club, especially with, you know, people are fucking fanboys. Yeah. And I and I prefer to let those things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm shooting myself in the foot, whatever. I, but I want the roads across organically. But I've been I've been a bartender for ten years now. Yeah, and you're you're the you're the go to bartender at the stand. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, and I and I. Well, no, I I'm saying it. from from an outside perspective because I've been sitting at the bar yeah. and I've seen 
big comics, headlining comics, comics that have a lot to do with the stand come up, and it's craziness and everything's nuts. And I've been sitting there just drinking my water, and they'll say to the person that they're with, "We got to get John's attention." John's like the bartender, right? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's understood that like you know you've been there for a while, you help train everybody, like you're the yeah. Guy. So if it's like I, my whole thing is just kind of like. You're know, a professional. Be good at your job yeah. and work hard and have, you know, I've been in the restaurant industry for a long time. And right now, coming out of this, you know, the situation, the pandemic and shit, you're getting it's you're getting an interesting crew of yeah. uh, restaurant workers coming back too. like yeah. that's a whole thing. It's difficult to find good help in the restaurant industry right now. Like a lot of the people, some of our best workers were people that were just like part-timers, that were like teachers and nurses and shit that had full-time jobs that would just do this for extra cash. And they had like great work ethic and shit. Those people, when those jobs went away during COVID, that part of the workforce didn't come back. Yeah, they, they left, were like, no, And I'm they're good. like, yeah, fuck it, I got my full-time job. Restaurants are closing down. It's fucking crazy. You're walking on eggshells around people. People are getting punched out for vax cards yeah. at the door and shit. So it's like, I'm not going back to that fucking headache. So they just left and they're not coming back. So now you've got like a whole new generation of like, you've got some young kids who just like haven't worked. You've just been given money for two fucking years. Yeah. And now, you, now you're just like, I come back and mop a floor. Go fuck yourself. Well, and that's <laughs> a that's a weird thing. So I just transitioned restaurants. <laughs> And it's been really weird because even my managers, and this is a good restaurant like yeah. that I work at, yeah. and my even my managers are like, yeah, we we need to hire two or three more people. We just can't find them. Yeah, and I'm like, but this is like compared to the restaurant I was at before, where it was really slow because it was all office based and no one was back in the office. Right. And then the restaurants I came from in Florida, which were busy, but it's Florida people, right. so you know sometimes it's not very good money. Right. Right. I'm like, I found the perfect spot. Yeah. Where it's super busy and it's New York style people where they tip 20 percent. They're not the nicest people in the world. Right. But they always tip 20, 25 percent. You make great money. Yeah. And for them to tell me like, yeah, we can't find people to hire. I was like, this is fucking bananas. Yeah. It's really it's a weird, weird time for the restaurant industry. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it might've worked in my favor. Yeah. So now you get the job. I skirted myself into. And it's just kind of like, look, you know, it's just. I, I totally get the conflict of interest, you know, especially in the modern day era that, you know, we've talked about this before. Yeah, where it's just kind of like a lot of people try, you know, you want to skirt the line a little bit. Everybody wants nobody wants to pay dues. Everybody yeah, everybody wants, wants to quick, cut the fucking line. That quick thing. And, um, you know, and it being there presents an opportunity for itself to, you know, to mingle with comics and stuff. And. and but at the same time, like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to get to that situation just because I'm friends with somebody or somebody yeah. put me on. If I suck, then I don't, you know. Well, in the comics that you hang out with, because you organically became friends with these people. Yeah. I just, you, yeah, I mean, you I told just, me, you were like, yeah, some of them didn't even know I do comedy. Yeah. And I try, like, because I, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to, like, solicit from people. I just kind of, like, I I work hard when I go to my job at the bar and then on my free time, I try and, you know, get my work in as much as possible and get my stage time because, yeah. you know, it's difficult because I am working a lot of hours right now. So my, uh, you know, the amount I'm getting up, um, is not as much as I would like to. And I know there's no, um, substitute for, for that stage time, but 
Also, being in the club and watching as much comedy yeah, as I, I was do say, really you... adds to um, it, it. Really helps. I can't. Yeah. Because I was a guy. I didn't watch a ton of comedy. See, that's and this is what I. It's interesting you say that because I've talked to people and it's been people from my ilk where it's like I've loved stand up since my cousin first showed it to me when I was a kid. Yeah. I used to record Comedy Central presents on VHS. That was my brother. I would brother watch comedy. Con- like I loved. The idea of comedy like yeah. you especially people who would take horrible situations and make them funny and i loved that yeah and so i consider myself a student of comedy before anything else right then i've talked to people just like you're saying it's like i never really watched it i just kind of thought like i want to try that and then i yeah. kind of got I'm just hooked a narcissist on who wants to <laughs> make everybody hear what i have to say and that's uh i want my the microphone op- my opinions matter than all of your opinions yeah <laughs> but more than all of yours but no but that's uh, my brother was kind of like that like he you know he's been watching all of these guys like he was you know, a big like insomniac. I, he yeah, was always yeah. watching David Tell when I was a little kid. He was all and like I didn't really watch all that all that much. Like he, uh, you know, my brother was always a big. He knew all these guys long before I did. Yeah. Um. I just liked. Um. I like to do it. Yeah. I love to do it. I love making people laugh. Um. I, I just. How old were you when you went to the Helium show? Uh, tw- I want to say twenty. 3, 24, 25. That's what you said. Range. You said you were in your early 20s when you started going. Yeah, that's when I started going. When I, f- my first time I got up, I yeah. want to say I was 27. Okay. I want to it's funny. So, what, uh, we would go like week after week when we were like 22, 23, 24. And it, this is what made me get up is when, or get back into it. Yeah. Kind of steadily was. I went and I bombed that first time. I got my first three minutes, bombed. Yeah. Took, uh, you know, I kept going even after that, even after. And you I didn't was, invite anybody to that show. Because uh, it was, I did. Two of my did best you? friends. Okay. My two best friends. Just because uh, it's a lottery system, so it's always hard yeah, to. Yeah, and they were always coming with me anyway. So yeah, they were okay. like, eh, fuck it, we're going to be there. So, like, we'll just go early with you, sign up, got blah, it. blah, blah. So they were there with me and, like. You know, they kind of, they're just, it was one of those like, ooh, yeah. Let's not talk about like, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I, like, yeah. you know how it feels when you're with oh, your yeah. buddies. Oh, yeah, I bombed in like, front of my family. And yeah. they've been like, yeah, we're just not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My family, I bombed in front of my family, too. And it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. so you want to pursue this, yeah, huh? keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I talked about it before on here. Uh, one of the funniest <laughs> things my dad ever said to me when I told him I was moving to New York, because I had been doing comedy since 09. Yeah. So I told him I'm moving to New York, uh, pursuing comedy. And he goes, okay, well, that's good. He goes, but I've been, you know, I've had some friends reach out who've seen your stuff online, and they they say you've got great stage presence, and my dad has seen me perform before. He's like, yeah, your stage presence is so good. You captivate an audience. You really get people in. He goes, now if you could just find someone to write you some jokes. (laughs) And I know what he meant, and I know I've talked about it before. He meant, like, because he's a Punchlines. Yeah, well, and he did music, and I tell stories. Right, right. So it's very much like... It's not the kind of comedy he's used to seeing. And yeah, he did, I understand that. And he, he did music a lot when he was younger. So he's like, yeah, when we would write a song, we would all like try to help write a song. Sure. And that's kind of like what he meant. But in my head, I was just kind of like, all right, 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 right. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. But that's the very similar to what you're saying. It's like that, uh, yeah, you're going to do this? It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It's painful. And like when, especially like, you know, I bring my buddies because it's just like, all right, they're not going to fucking judge me. But, you know, you want to do good in front of your friend. I've bombed, like, numerous times in front of my friends. Yeah. It's seriously the most painful feeling ever. 
And then you get in your own head and then yeah, you start talking you just way like, too fast. Uh, yeah. and stepping on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I but I I kept going back and I I bombed a couple more times. I would say I bombed my fr- I got a little bit better, but it wasn't much better. Yeah. Okay. So I think I uh one first first time was a bomb, second time a little bit better, but still a little bit of a You'd bomb. You still consider a bomb, yeah. yeah. And then the third time, you know, it's still just very mediocre shit. Yeah. And I was also, you know, I was 24, 20, and I was just like a fucking booze bag idiot. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I didn't, who the fuck wants to listen to that? You know, yeah. I'm just like a fucking, same thing with me when I first just started. A prime example of just punk fucking white boys, suburban underachievers. Notebooks, and I was like, this is horrific. Like yeah. I, the fact I would even say any of this on stage, I'm surprised I still do comedy now. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, you're an idiot, dude. Like you're. What the fuck were you even thinking putting that shit? But you got to go through that. I think yeah. you got to go through a little bit of that. You have to find um, your voice, whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, but I bombed, and then I just stopped. After okay. like the third time, I was like, "All right, fuck it." And then slowly, my buddies and I—I kinda... I want people to listen to me, but not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like you humiliate yourself enough times. You're just like, "Oh, oh man, like really, like maybe yeah, I'm not right for yeah. this." Yeah, and also like at the time, again, I was just like, you know, I didn't have that. You know, I was just kind of wallowing at the time. I was like in this like limbo period in my life where I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I think I want to do comedy, but I was also just a fuck up, you know? And it was just like my head wasn't right. I didn't have my thoughts clear. I wasn't just like moving in a strong direction for myself. So like, you know, that coupled with, you know, just being an idiot, you kind of fade away from it. Yeah. And it's what happened to me. I've told it a million times. I, Got it super into comedy and then by super into it, like I started doing open mics like right. once, twice, three times a month. Um, and then uh, just when I got sober and went to rehab, I was like, all right, I'm really going to like pursue comedy. And then when I fell off the wagon, I was just kind of like, I, I guess I'm done with stand up. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess I I guess it's over. That was my that was my that was my shot thing. at it. Yeah. Like and you li- like it's kind of this thing like I've been notoriously like in my life. Uh, lying to myself ab- <laughs> about about the effort that I'm putting forth. Yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm giving it my foot, and like yeah. you know, in the back of your mind, that you're, you're not, you're not. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, I that, moved to New York City, and I'm still like, I should be doing. I more. should be doing more. Yeah, yeah, and I feel that way. I get a lot of that with myself. Um, but so I, I gave it, I gave it the old college try by three shots, and I was just like, all right. So my buddies and I, we we would keep going to the mic, and then we would slowly fizzle out of that. Okay. So then, fast forward three, four years, and um, my buddies and I were like, remember that mic we used to go to? Like, ah, let's let's go back. Okay. And give it, let's go to that helium mic again. And at this time, we were like maybe twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Um, you know, I was still not in a great point in my life, but moving in a better direction, I guess. Okay. Um, Were you past some of the trouble that you had gotten in? This was, or had that not happened? Yeah, yet? I think this was after my second D. After I got my my did a little bit of my stint. And uh, yeah. my time, I did. I'd gotten a which we're going to talk about. We'll the listeners are like, "Wait a, a second, what about that?" <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I got back into it. Um, we we started going back to the mic. Yeah. My buddies and I were like, ah, "Let's go check that out." So we went back, and I go figure, the guys from years prior who were the dudes at 
the you know the first five guys who were like rolling our eyes like oh here comes this dipshit yeah. tired of this guy's act they were the guys who were now like granted it wasn't that you know it's four years down the road but some of those dudes who were at the beginning of the mic were now hosting the mic or they were the okay. guys uh that the club had put up at the end to do 15 minutes at the end of the night yeah and you know they maybe they were opening for the bigger names that were coming or you know they were advanced yeah, that's they had how, moved yeah, they along had moved, it was just like yeah. oh these guys that i had seen and they were so much better yeah too not only did they they weren't doing three minutes of like bullshit that i knew the jokes for already they were doing seven ten fifteen minutes and they were significantly better than they were four years prior. Yeah. Go fucking figure. You right? stick with something, you get better at you it. You see it, and you're like, wait, how did they oh do that? Oh, my God, how the fuck did these guys do this? They're fucking amazing. And there you go. You fucking sit there, and <laughs> you stick with something, and, you know, it's like anything else. You You'll accidentally practice. get better. Holy shit. Yeah, this guy, like... You could literally... I've seen people go to mics consistently. Like in Florida, where we have, like... 12 open mics a week right. but they're actual like a lot of them are actual shows that people go to sure. so i've seen people who are terrible mm -hmm. but they keep going and keep yeah. going and then after a year or two you're like i mean I, if you were in front of me at a show like if you came and opened for like i wouldn't be horrified right like you're not and they're not like they're no they like when they started you were like this is ridiculous like you can't even make your friends laugh. Sure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a year or two later, you're like, okay, like you, right. you got it. Yeah, yeah, you get the gist of it. You're starting to like come out of your shell. And that's true. Like finding a little bit, you said earlier, find your voice is such a term that's like, a, but it's true. Like, it's a played I understand out term, it. It's played true, out, but yeah. it makes sense. And yeah. I understand it because like, you know, it's funny, um, you know, I'm... Like, I have a different... Everyone's got a different path to yeah. take. And I was talking about this with you the other day. Like, um, there's no substitute. I, You know, I, I say there's no substitute for that stage time. Um, and I, comics will tell me this. Like, newer comics or up-and-coming guys will tell me this all the time. Like, man, you, you're not... You got to do... You got to get up more. You got to get up more. You got to get up more. And I understand that. I understand that. But also, like, I've seen you perform... Not you personally, yeah, yeah. you, the proverbial you. And uh, I've seen you perform, and all of your jokes are about living at home with your mom. And it's just like, I, okay. like You can't write if you're not I living. Can't, I can't relate to that. That's yeah. funny for you, and maybe like you'll find an audience somewhere that can relate to that. But like... Okay, I got bills to pay. I yeah. can't like, I can't, I don't live at home with my mom. I got I got a lot of shit I got to pay, and like, it's a different level of commitment. But I, like, I get material from that, and I draw things from that. And I'm oh, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not getting up, you know, every single day doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that I'm not. So this is something that has been a common thread, especially on the podcast since I moved to New York. Because I like to talk to people about this all the time. So there's this there's this um, conflicting ideas mm. where some people are of the the mindset. You have to go to as many open mics as humanly possible every day that you can and just get that stage time. And that's all that matters. Right. And then I've talked to veteran comics, people who make their living doing stand up. And their whole idea is 
you've done you've done your ten Malcolm Gladwell, you've done your ten thousand hours. Like you have your set, your five minute set, your ten minute set, your thirty minute set, like you've right. got your feature set. Like you've got those fine tuned. And it is very important to get stage time, but it's also what can be as important is hanging out with comics. Right. Getting new things like finding like new experiences watching, <laughs> watching. yeah watching <laughs> other comics having new experiences that you can then later write about and turn into jokes yeah and just the general hang because then those same people will put you on shows right. will take you to open for them will give you these bigger opportunities in stand-up so it's been this conflicting idea because when i first got here i was doing open mics like crazy and i was like this isn't making any sense. It's six comics. They're all looking at their phone the whole time. The whole and then as time, soon as no they go up, they leave. I was leave. like, yeah, well, I was like, what am I doing? I'm talking to my fucking self. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I'm like, so my stomach's in knots the whole time I'm on stage. I'm looking at this fight. I'm a fucking psychopath. Like, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I don't. A lot of times I'll go to Mike's and like, I don't know anybody, but I'll fucking get there first. I'll be the first one there. Yep, I'll be always. the first one signed up on the fucking list. And then, like, you know, I don't know the person hosting the mic. Ten of their friends are on the thing, and they know this person. Even though I signed up first, I'm bumped. Then they're just like, oh, she'll get, you know, who, he, she, whatever, will come up to me and be like, oh, hey, I know you signed up for it, but, like, this person is has got to go. So, like, they, I'm like, oh, they, they got to go? Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking sit there for through a two-hour mic listening to – mediocre comedy and at then best. at best get my shot i'll walk up on stage and it'll be me and the fucking host sitting there yep. and like everyone else all the buddies like they're leaving as i'm fucking walking up. i'm like it struggles I, I struggle sometimes not to just fucking wring someone's neck it's yeah like, and that's the that's the and then thing. i'm angry when i'm on stage. yeah then you're I'm pissed not, off i'm not happy yeah. what i'm doing <laughs> and that's the weird thing is um like and so that's, uh, I kind of feel, I don't know how I feel about it. Cause it's like, yeah, I want stage time. I want to yeah. get on stage, but if no one's listening, that's the whole reason I do this. Yeah. I hear so it doesn't like, make yeah, any you sense. Your, you got to yeah. cut your teeth, man. You got to get up. You got to, and I'm like, who am I doing this for? Yeah. I'm like, well, and, it, and my, whenever people say that to me, like, oh, well you have to do open mic. It's like, no, 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 man. Like I didn't just come off the bus from fucking small podunk, Wisconsin. Like I've been right, doing this. Right. All, like I started in South Florida. Like, I've been doing this a long time time yeah, yeah and yeah i might not be that funny and maybe i'm not the best guy to be saying this but it's like it's just like with sports where it's like no no, no, no. like i know i'm better than this person that person and that person yeah but the big difference is and i talked about this with kevin mccaffrey is it doesn't matter if that person that person and that person know the booker then right. they get the spot sure that's all that matters and also not everybody starts at the same yeah like zero if if me and you like me and you just got dropped on planet earth and someone handed us both a basketball you might start at a different skill level like you might know how to do that yeah motion it might be more natural better than i yeah. than i am or whatever or vice versa so like not everybody starts at the same thing i know if people, you're this like weirdo introverted that's kid, what i was just about to say Who's I know just, people who've been doing comedy longer than I have, and they get on stage, and you're like, "Is this their first time? Like, what is happening?" Right? Because they're so introverted. So it's just kind of like, "All right, like I'm not an introverted person. I feel comfortable. I mean, just bartending, I got to fucking exactly start yeah. conversations with people all day. So like, being in front of people, like even when I was in high school, uh, whenever I had an opportunity to take an elective course." Like we, you know, you have your core yeah. course in high school. Whenever you have, I always, 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 
took some sort of public speaking course. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy for like most kids in high school. It's that's the like number a one phobia of people speaking yeah, in public. People hate doing that shit. And I loved it. I, like, I don't understand. It, I love it. Yeah. And like, hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, right. Again, I'm a narcissist. I uh, love me some me. Yeah, I love how I go. I don't understand. It's like, no, I understand. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I just love me. That's all. Um, what I have to say is more important yes, than exactly. everyone. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's Everybody's got their thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where I am in this journey. And like, uh, but I, I'm I'm trying not to force anything. Yeah. I'm trying to let my roads cross organically work hard at anything that I'm doing, you know, show up to my job every day, bartending and do that well. It is then, crazy to be like when you first told me you did you remember my re- I like freaked like, oh, out. Like, I was like, "Are fuck? you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Cuz you are friends. You are legitimately friends with some big big name comedians. Like we won't say it, but yeah, yeah. you are. And I'm like, do they know? And you're like, nah, I just don't. You know, if it comes up organically, it comes up. But yeah. I don't bring it up. And like, I'm like, what? Yeah, we've talked. And, like, it's funny. I don't know how to fucking do it. Because, like, there's some dudes that are, like, the total fucking opposite. Like, the you know, you'll get the fanboy. And yeah. it's just like, you know, they're like yeah. they're like a little puppy. And they see guy. a yeah. fucking, you know, they see another comic. You've that's probably like, seen that before uh, all the time it. at the I stand. I've seen it all the Certain time. people walk in and then everyone else is like, oh my God, hey, start wagging their tails and it's just kind of like, and and I get that. that I'm excited. Yeah. Like, I respect this guy. Like, it's, I respect the shit out of these guys are at the top of their craft at what I'm trying to do. Um, But at the end of the day, like, you know, if I'm, if you're funny, you're funny. Yeah. And if you're good, you're good. And if, you know, if, you know, if you're good, you're going to get your shot. And I would rather just... Time just takes time. F- That's it. Yeah. And I'm okay with letting me my roads kind of... If I don't... You know, I, I don't know. Taking the slow process, I guess, into this journey and just kind of letting things happen. Um, Dude, you want to talk about... I completely feel you on that. I have been listening, like a hardcore listener podcast, since like the early 2010s, if not before that. I've had this idea for this podcast... Yeah. For ten years, yeah. and I just started it last yeah, year. Yeah. Like I am That's the cool, epitome man. of slow road. Like yeah. we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, which is weird because I'll come on here and talk so much shit about people who got <laughs> stuff so fast. I'm like, right, fuck right. them. <laughs> yeah, but I did want to talk to you about. Um, you <laughs> did mention uh, shenanigans that you have gotten into in the uh, past and yeah. how you were kind of a fuck up. Yeah, so I'm let's. A, I'm a I'm a classic, uh, you know, uh, classic underachiever shoot yourself in the foot um you know uh, well how many times have you been arrested oh my god i'm afraid i'm afraid to say that now this is when i when we say arrested this is like <laughs> how many times have you been put in handcuffs stop um i'm gonna say 20 to 25 okay um, Damn! Everyone always—I have a whole bit about when I tell people I've been arrested eight times. They're like, "Oh my god!" And you blow me out of the water. I am now. This is—I am a fucking. I have a big fucking mouth. I've I seen did, it. I did for. I've uh, seen you at work before, <laughs> where somebody like comes up to you and starts riling you up, and you're like, "Dude, like I'm fucking busy. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do you want? Yeah. Am I playing on my phone, pal, or am I fucking sweating over here?" Um, that guy was such an ass. You don't have a bar back, and you're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" You think I don't want one, motherfucker? 
Get uh, your ass back here. I'll tip you out. Yeah. God, um, that was classic. But, uh, yeah, I was just a... I had a, you know... I, was it fights? Mostly fights? Uh, fights. I, I was a... Here's the thing. I didn't drink. I wasn't a big drinker um, to start out. I was a big pothead. Okay. I, I smoked weed, and I, I didn't even like... All my friends, you know, when we would go to parties, would be fucking pounding beers and shit, and I really liked to smoke weed. And... When is this I in was, high school when you're This doing is in this? high school. I'm about, okay. you know, 16 years old, and I got arrested for weed first. Okay. And I was put uh, on juvenile probation when I was 16 years old, um, and I used to get urine tested yep. twice a week. Every It would be like Wednesday morning, and they would show up. They would hit you first thing in the morning. My, uh, my caseworker would come to my house, ringing the doorbell, 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, so you couldn't pound water wake up and pound water yeah. and dilute your piss so uh to uh wednesday so weird that was for weed and now weed is weed. recreational and it's illegal. just like silly yeah and like so i couldn't smoke weed when i for 16 17 18 i was on juvenile probation for most of my high school career so God. all my buddies when my buddies would get done you know we get done school you know my buddies would walk across the street go into the woods fucking go skateboard or something and then smoke some weed smoke a little joint or something and then i couldn't because i would get piss tested so i started i worked at a gas station okay um and i used to get the dude that mopped up the shop would buy me beer i would be like hey can you grab me a six pack yeah so i started when all my buddies would smoke a little bit of weed after school i would grab a six pack and start fucking drinking yeah fucking 16 years old and you're like, here we go. <laughs> now it's a party. <laughs> now you're pounding beers because it wasn't detectable in the drug test. Yeah. I could pass my, you know, I could still get fucked up. So I just kind of like, I developed <laughs> developed a fucking drinking problem at 16 years old. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that was, that was, I guess, how it started. Uh, I got my first DUI. When I was seventeen, yeah, seventeen years old, um, I was. I had a party. My parents were away. Had a party at my house. How did you get a DUI at seventeen at a party at your house? I we ran out of beer. Beer run. Beer run. Uh, I lived not far from Washington Crossing. Is not far from Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. And we used to go to this fucking hood. I don't know if you've been to Trenton, Never. New Jersey. There's no reason to go there. It's a <laughs> fucking toilet. Um, I'm not a Jersey hater, though. I fucking I got a thing for Jersey people, but uh, Trenton's a fucking dump. And we used to go. There was a really, really hood beer store called New Family Liquors, and we used to drive there. You could drive. It was open until you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, so we ran out of beer. I drove from my house. I was with a buddy of mine. How long? You say it's close. How long is? I'm gonna say under 15 minutes. Uh, okay, so 15, that's 15 minute drive. That's close. That's, that's fairly close. Because when I was living, we in Florida, they're called packaging stores. So there's okay. stores where there's a markup, but you can buy liquor up to 2 a.m. when now, the bars close. In uh, in Pennsylvania, beer distributors close uh, at nine o'clock. See, that's yeah. And we you could go to a bar. So New Family was like a corner. It was like a bodega. Yeah, essentially. yeah. So they still have bodegas. You sold... can buy six pack. You can only buy six packs and forties. Okay. And they don't have cases. You can't buy like a thirty rack. Okay. So we would go, but we would go to this store and we would pay like a homeless guy. 
Yeah. Because we were fucking 16 years old. The guy would walk in, he'd look at us, he'd be like, you fucking kidding me? Like, I know it's the sh- uh, Every once in a while, we had, like, a buddy who, like, looked a little older who yeah. could get away with it, and we could, he could just go in. But most of the time, we would give, like, a homeless dude outside, be like, hey, man, can you go give him 20 bucks, keep three for yourself, and give me a couple six-packs? Yeah. And they would do it, so we drove... And I'll never forget, man. I drove. I picked up the six pack. I'm on my way home. And so I you're going back, going back. Picked up my six pack, couple six packs. And the parties at your house. Is there anyone? Do you have any siblings? Is there anyone who's like going to maintain no, control my, and order? My both of my sisters uh, were with my parents. They and were you did away. say you had a brother. I got an older brother. Uh, I don't know where he was. He was in the. Uh, he was in the Air Force. Uh, so actually, he no, had nothing to do with He wasn't there So I think of. I was a senior in high school at the time He was probably away in the Air Force He was down So I there's think, no one watching the no, house No, it's just me It was just oh, me no. and all my friends But all my friends were still at my house Yeah, yeah Partying Me and one of my buddies left to go on the beer run And I'll never forget I was on my, I'm on my way back from the store And there's a straight shot We're on one road It's called River Road uh, Down in Washington Crossing And I just came over the bridge And I was behind a Mercedes and he was going fucking slow. It was, the road is like a 30-mile-an-hour road. Yeah. And I, it's because it's kind of fucking windy. You're on a river. And this guy was going slow as shit. And I fucking passed him. And two you minutes later, right I fucking got the red and blue lights behind me. And I'm just like, ah, motherfucker. And my buddy who was in the car with me had cracked a beer. I had an open container in oh, my no. that I didn't even notice. I didn't even know he did it. So, like, the cop walks up, and he's like, you been drinking tonight? And I was like, nah. And he just moves his flashlight over right next to me. He's like, what's that right there? And there's an open Budweiser in my passenger. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Are you still on probation at this point for so the uh, weed? This was, yeah, yeah. So they locked, uh, that was, I got locked up for that. Um, Damn. Yeah, I went to juvenile. Because you got I'd tagged with violating. Violated my, uh, and my parents weren't home, and I was a minor, so they couldn't take me back to my house. Oh, because there's no supervision. There's no supervision there. Meanwhile, the cops go to my house. Because there's where a party. Where they had no idea. Oh, I thought the cops got called separately for the party. They, no. Cops, no, okay. didn't call, cops just went to my home after I had gotten stopped. So they got your license. They see where you live. See where they I radio live. It over. Go to my house. Party going on at my house. Fucking cops roll up. All my friends get underage. God. Yeah. So I fucked up for everybody. Um, so what happens? Do you have to obviously I got go in to, front of the yeah, judge? I stayed in. I went to juvenile and I went to. Yeah, I had to go. They released me. I went for the weekend. This was a Friday night okay. that I went in. I stayed until Monday morning when I could see the judge. You can't see the judge on the weekends, so I stayed until Monday morning. They released me. My parents got home. We're home Monday. And, uh, House is not clean. No, it's not. It looked like shit. And uh, yeah, that was my. First. There's one thing I know the cops don't do. It's not clean up they after a party. They do not clean up. They do not clean up the party. And uh, yeah, that was my first. Uh, that was my first time I was ever locked up. So then you get tagged with the DUI. That was my DUI. You get tagged with a violation. Violation. So I I had uh, you know. And I, I, there was a number of times where I would get in arguments with my probation officer, and I would get, she would fucking lock me up for that. Damn. Yeah, she used to violate me all the time. It's fucking hilarious. This fucking bitch. <laughs> she got, she ended up getting uh, arrested years later. She did for cocaine uh, distribution. Goddamn right. She was uh, tipping off cocaine dealers 
onto when they were getting raided. She like was a regular at some bar and was like tipping off my probation officer, a fucking woman that would violate me and lock me up. Like getting into an argument. I still I (laughs) I'll never forget because like. Uh, I remember I used to be like my, look at my dad like when this woman would lock me up I'm like dad like fucking help me out here and like he'd be like this is for your best for what's best John like this is what I you need I hated it when they would I'm say like, oh god me. damn it man I remember I got arrested for my second DUI I've got, I got that in a parked car in a parking lot during a hurricane yeah, I wasn't even driving brutal. but I had the keys in the ignition and I mean I told him I was just trying to charge my phone but yeah, yeah. but they knew it was they up. knew um, <laughs> yeah but I remember I was like in a panic because I had just gotten a promotion at work that wasn't finalized yet, like from server to manager. Yeah. I remember calling everyone in my family like, you have to get me out, like pay the pay the fucking bail. Yeah. Like, I know there's a few people in my family where I was like, I know you might not be wealthy and you might not be like really well off, but I know you've got five hundred dollars laying around. Right. Like, right, I know. Right. You do. <laughs> right. And then I had my older sister on the podcast and we talked about it because she's the one who bailed me out. But everyone else was like, oh, it's for your own good. I'm like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) You know, it's for my own good having a job. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bit. you know, I look back on some of that shit like my dad. I think my dad struggled a little bit with that, like, uh, you know, with the whole like tough love kind of thing. Yeah. Like not, you know, just understanding that I just, you know, I had a. Went through a little rough stretch, yeah, and he didn't want yeah. somebody, you know, he he, he struggled with that because, like, my dad was not a pothead at all. I think my dad says he smoked weed, and I think he's lying. <laughs> like, he's, I think my dad's perception of weed is, like, reefer madness. Yeah, yeah. Type of thing. Like, he yeah. just, like, leads to jazz music and fucking, like, he's... Smoking he's, your marijuana cigarettes. Yeah, ex- but my dad is, like, my dad will pound 30 beers and not fucking think anything of it. Like, yeah. yeah, just, like, you know, and, yeah, that and is, drive me to baseball practice. That's, yeah, <laughs> like, that's the just, crazy... And, <laughs> and coach the team. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, it was just like, all right, like, what's your vices, bro? But, um... <laughs> but, no, he was... So uh, he tough loved you in this situation. He did, you know, he... He had a... My dad would go between tough love and like not wanting authority figures to like parent me at the same time. Oh yeah, so that's a weird dynamic. Like my, he used to like, you know, there was one time where there was this judge that I used to that was my hometown, a judge in my hometown that I used to spend a lot of time in front of. Yeah. And uh you know, he was a fucking jerk off, like fucking guy. He's actually dead now. Fuck that dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? Fuck this guy. This guy literally, this judge was such a fucking piece of shit. He wanted to rid the world of like, you yeah. know, every underage drinking. Yeah, he was just a fucking nerd. Lived in a fucking hometown where there was just like no crime. And this guy just wanted to fuck young kids lives over yeah <laughs> read the young kids. yeah you kind of <laughs> stopped there he just wanted to fuck young kids um but yeah this guy my but my dad like i'll never forget like my dad getting into it with this judge oh a couple really times like this judge like a couple times my dad would like be i never knew where i stood because like sometimes he would be like i think this is what you need john and then sometimes he'd be like don't don't tell my son what he's got to do and the judge <laughs> The judge would be like, "Sir, I'll hold you in contempt." <laughs> like, I'll it, hold you in contempt. We had some weird dynamics in the courtroom as uh, as youths, but uh, oh god. No, my dad's the shit, man. Like he was always, uh, you know. I, I we had I I don't think he did. Sometimes he fucked up. 
you know, and how he handled my uh, my trouble, situ- my trouble and shit. Yeah. But also, I didn't make it easy on him. So well, yeah, you know, so he, you got. I was, I was a fucking pain in the ass. So that was your first, was first UI. UI. And then, so <laughs> on top of you're already in probation for weed, and then you get the DUI, then you get violated, then you have to go to court. So what happens? We'll fast forward a little because you've got twenty, so we're not gonna be able to go through all of them. But we'll yeah, fast yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a. I, I, yeah, I, I, you've got numerous, numerous. You got your second DUI. Now this is the story that you and I talked about, which prompted me to be like, "You've got to come on the podcast." <laughs> yeah. So tell, uh, how did you get the second DUI? And then we uh, got my second about- one. <laughs> my second one was so. Uh, in Pennsylvania, if you go ten years between your DUIs, it resets to your first DUI. Yeah. So if you get one, you go ten years, and then you get your second one. Uh, you can avoid jail time. So with DUIs, in Florida, it's uh, five years. Okay. Um, PA is ten. Ten years in between your second and third. Okay. So, a. like, I got my second DUI literally three months. And it's not from the time you get arrested. It's the time you get sentenced. Sentenced, right. Yeah, which is yeah. a big thing because I got my sure. first DUI, but then I kept pushing it off the sentencing for yep. months. Right. So I got my first. You, that's normal. That's yeah. Most lawyers will do that. Yeah. So I got my first one in August, but I didn't get sentenced until like <laughs> July of the next year. Yeah. So when I got my second DUI, I was like, oh, I'm way clear. Yeah. And then I was like. I don't know why my lawyer. Oh, not. <laughs> my lawyer didn't have the premonition to get that shit rolling. <laughs> He's like, this guy's probably going to have another one in a couple of years. We might want to get this process yeah, going <laughs> like i got mine i literally was outside of the five years by two months and the judge literally looked Shit. at me and laughed and goes by the skin of your teeth i got because it resets to the first year penalties right so i the got first time my second one nine years and nine months after my first god after so the sentencing of my first one so i was out. three months out from my 10 year my 10 year anniversary and uh and i got my second one and so I was looking. I'm kind of like, so how, I'm so fucked. you're like 25? I'm 27, 27. I got my first one when I was 17. So like going by the month wise, yeah. I think I was 27 yeah, for my you second one. Yeah. And so my logic at the time, it, when you get DUIs, it's like a pie chart. They, they give you like a grid and it's like, what was your blood alcohol level? Yep. And what... Offense was it? First offense, second offense, third offense. What's your blood alcohol? And there's like a little. Grid. And then is there any property damage? All that kind right. of stuff. Is yeah. it was there an accident? Did you hurt anybody? Blah blah blah. There's like factors, but it's pretty much cut and dry in yep. Pennsylvania. It's the same in what Florida. What you're gonna get? They literally have like sections. Like there's the ultimate one, which is yeah. like you're super over. Right. You cause an accident. Somebody died. God forbid. Like that's like the max. Right. And then they've got all the way down to basically like. You were barely over the limit and everything was fine. So unless you've got just fuck you money and you've got a killer, the best fucking lawyer who's just got you're pretty fucked. Yeah. And I or you're not. I mean, you are fucked. But the way I like to look at it is like I would see my friends get lawyers for like five, six, ten thousand dollars. True. And I'm like. We're all getting why, the same no matter yeah, what. Right. Like, it's, it's not, not even a, worth it for you not, to yeah. pay the money to get the lawyer. Because I remember uh, my old roommate literally got a DUI like three months before I got mine. Right. And he paid all this money for a lawyer and ended up, I think he did get it dropped down to like wet reckless, which is still, yeah, it's still a DUI. It just doesn't come up. Like if you get another DUI, they'll count it as a DUI. Sure, so I'm sure. like, dude, we had the same penalty. Like it's right. the same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. 
So you get you nine months, nine years and nine months. Nine years and nine months. Uh, I got how pops. far? How far were you driving? Were you? I was at a I was at a barbecue all fucking day. Okay, and because you said with the grid system, you were kind of fucked. Yeah, I had been drinking most of the day, but I had been like, it was like a steady. Like pace yourself, kind of drink it. Yeah. And I was at a barbecue, so I was eating a lot. Yeah. So I had like you know I had fucking chicken and burgers and dogs and shit. So I was eating all day. Um, still shouldn't have been driving. Uh, okay. But, so you were. So I, there are times where I've gotten in the car and I'm like, I'm fine. Well, this is what. So I went to my buddy's house. We left the barbecue, went back to my buddy's house, and I had every intention of sleeping at his apartment. <laughs> we Ubered there. And I, I had every intention. Every intention, like he, I had a blanket. I was under the blanket, and I was ready to rock. And I like, so my buddy had a pretty little apartment, and he didn't have a full size couch. He only had a little. He had like a recliner and a little fucking love seat. Okay. So, not comfortable. I'm fucking laying on this thing for about probably about thirty minutes. And I'm like fucking tossing and turning. I'm like my feet. I like can't get fucking comfortable. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just thinking about my. I'm like my car's right there. I'm <sighs> fucking 20 minutes from home. Just fucking, I'm right there. I, I'm right there. I can do this. It's a straight shot. I'm on the fucking highway too. Like my buddy lived right off the highway, and my house was right off the highway. Like right off the exit. I say all the time. This used to be my not now, but my go-to theory in college was, if you're going somewhere. You should always try to take the highway. For me, it was 95 because that was in South Florida. Yeah. But it's like, there's no fucking... First of all, Highway Patrol patrols the highway. Right. It's not... In Florida, we have Highway Patrol. So they're the ones who go after the people on the highway. Okay. City cops don't even have jurisdiction on the highway, technically. Okay. okay. So I used to always be like, no fucking state trooper. No state trooper <laughs> is trying to pull you over. Like, if you're going the speed limit and staying on a straight line, right, they right. don't even think to pull you over. Right. So I was like, and cars nowadays, power steering, like, you you can, sure. it takes a lot to, like, swerve. Sure. And that's, that was my logic. Yeah. And I'm like, I had already laid, and plus I had been laying, I had stopped drinking for 45 minutes. I do want to say that's a terrible theory, and I don't <laughs> stick by that anymore. Drinking <laughs> yeah. and driving is terrible. Terrible, yes. None of this, none of this is a good none idea. Of this I've learned sense. from all of this, um, but... So yeah, that was shot, my logic. Got I got a straight shot. I'm going on the highway. And, you know, me, I'm a fucking, I, I'm a big crank my tunes and fucking, I'm a car karaoke guy. I belt it out when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm in the whip, when I'm driving, when nobody's there. And I was, I think I just fucking had my music up and I was speeding. I, I, he got me for speeding. Yeah. I was doing, uh, I think it was, you know, I'm. I think I hit a fucking zone where they had some like they weren't even doing construction, but they had like the cones up. Yeah. And it had like dropped. They put like a, you know, the orange 55 sign and I was doing, you know, it's 75, 80. I think they clocked me at 80 or some shit. That's um, 95, 95 and I4 in Florida all day. It's that shit. Yeah. Where and, like you'll be driving and it's 75 and you're driving or 70 or whatever. And then all of a sudden it'll drop to 55 for like a mile and then yeah. it shoots back up. So right. no one ever pays attention not even and there was a cop sitting in the fucking zone of so course. he fucking got me uh um, and he probably honestly thought like ah this fucking asshole speeding, speeding i got him speeding yeah and it like it wasn't super late either it was like you know it wasn't like your prime dui hours are yeah. like after but this was maybe like you know 9 9 30 yeah because you had been drinking all day so right so you know so he's he, he gets me and so that was my uh so it, what ha like 
take us through. Did you blow? Were you like freaking uh, I out? I did. I did blow. Because my uh, second one, I remember I was hammered enough to where I really didn't care that much. Yeah. I was so hammered that when they when I blew, they were like, you should be like unconscious. Like, are you? Yeah. How are you talking to us? And I'm like, uh, I've had a lot of practice. Uh, yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, he he made me do the field sobriety. I had flip flops on. I remember that. I had flip flops on, and I, I was barefoot. I was driving barefoot. Yeah, my flip flops, nice and safe. You know, keep your flip flops right under your pedals. Um, Nothing terrible can happen. No. Uh, so I think I had my flip flops off, and I like stepped out of the car and barefoot. And the dude was like, "You, you're barefoot." And I was like, "I." He asked me. I had. I was like, "I got flip flops." And I was like, can I do the sobriety test? I was like, I don't want to wear flip-flops. I can't walk well. <laughs> flip, just some bullshit excuse. Yeah. I, 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 I don't walk straight lines good when I have flip-flops on. You I started- blamed a fucking football injury on my first DUI. I was like, I can't walk in a straight line. I hurt my knee in football. I think I, sh- I think I might have even shoved a handful of pennies in my mouth. You tried People to do that People talked trick? that bullshit. I don't know. I was, I was fucking stupid at the time. I was just like, hey, yeah, we got this. Put them under my tongue. I'm like, this will do it. <laughs> didn't <laughs> work. Didn't do shit. I fucking blew fucking toxins through that shit. Um, yeah, it took me back to the station, gave me my thing. They actually ended up. Uh, they wanted somebody to pick me up. Uh, oh, so they just wanted to book you and get you out. But yeah, they booked me. They, and I think they do that in PA. If you have somebody that can pick you up, and I didn't. I was calling my buddy like, please wake up, please wake up. He was um, out, And he was out. And they ended up driving me home. They oh, fucking, really? Yeah, they took See, me home. See, that doesn't happen in Florida. I yeah. had someone post bail, and I still didn't get released for five days. No shit. Yeah, because... They're like, oh, because I told you the second one I got during a hurricane. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's too dangerous to release because God forbid you release someone and they have nowhere to go and they get stuck in the hurricane and die. Their family can sue the city for God knows how much money. So they were like, we're not releasing anybody till the hurricane passes. And I go, but I posted bail. Right. This is technically illegal. Like, I should not be in here anymore because I posted the money to get released. Right. But they just wouldn't let me. So for five days I was in there. I was like, I was like, are you fucking? But in Pennsylvania, they drive you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They they were actually very nice. They were like, they told me they were like, we should just, you know, put you in the cell for the night. But I was cool with them. It was like one of the one times in my life that I think I was very cooperative and nice to law enforcement. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What happened with the uh, the car? Uh, they they took it? it to yeah. They took it uh, tow. Took it to an impound lot. You got to pay that. They tack yeah. all that onto your bill at oh, the yeah. end of the night. So I, yeah, I, that I your bill at the end that. of the night, like you're fucking paying a yeah. bar tab. Oh, dude, I it, yeah, close me out, it was, John a, a. it was a hefty one. Yeah, it's my fucking two thousand dollar tab. Yeah. Um. So what happens? You have to go back in front of the judge. Is it the same judge that you've been seeing? No, this is. Uh, I lived in a different town at okay. this time. This uh, I had moved uh, at this point, but. My whole, logic. I don't mean to cut you off, but the whole seeing the same judge over and over was something that never occurred to me because the four times I got or five times I got arrested in South Florida, it was always somewhere different because really? I was moving around a lot because I was in college. Yeah. So like the first time I got arrested, it was at school. So it was in Boca, but it was on campus. So they like took me to the holding cell on campus. Right. The second time was technically in Broward County. The third time was in Palm Beach. So it was like weird because. So I never went in front of the same judge until I moved to Jacksonville, and then I got arrested three or four times up there. Sure. It was always the same always fucking a judge. Guy. Yeah, all of my stuff in front of that same guy was like my minor yeah. stuff. Anything that I was from While like still living at home. from like sixteen to once I was you know when I was on probation sixteen seven. I, I mean I got arrested a handful of times, 
And yeah, like, when I would violate, violate you, you got to go back in yeah, front yeah, of the yeah. judge. So anytime I fucking, and he would come back, Jesus Christ, like, what are you, you know, and just break my balls and be like, yeah, well, I got in a disagreement with my Pia and like, she's a fucking bitch. We had a creative difference. <laughs> I'm creative and <laughs> yeah, she thinks I'm different. Yeah, she's a bitch. Um, so, yeah, so this so. DUI, though, is not in front of the same judge. You're no, in a this different is a, town. this is a different one. I'm in a different town. And so I'm thinking, like, I'm looking at this pie chart of my of DUIs, yeah. and my logic is just like, so when you get a DUI, there's requirements that you have to do. After you go in front of the judge, you know, you serve your sentence, whether he sends you to jail, whatever, then you got to go do your highway safety classes, yep. you got to go do your counseling sessions, you got to, you know, all that there's bullshit. There's a whole list of, stuff whole list of shit do. requirements you got to do. It's not like other charges, because I've been arrested for other things, and it's like, all right, six months probation, or 10 days in jail, and then it's over. And then, then it's, it's over. done. You're done. Pay a but fine. But with DUIs, because it's tied to your license, right. there's a lot, like, there's... Technically, for the court, you have to do a lot of this stuff. But even to get your license back, you have to do even more shit. Right. And my logic at the time was after I got my DUI, I was like, I'm going to do all of this shit before I even see the judge. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to knock out my... I'm going to go... they normally I'm gonna go 30 see days it. until you go in front of the judge. Sure. So I had time before my court date to try and like at least save face. I was looking at jail time. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, like, I'm going to see, and like, I'm, you know, I'm a fucking pussy. I'm like, I don't want to go to jail. I just drink and drive. I just had a couple too many beers yeah. at a barbecue. I've seen Shawshank Redemption. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just like, I don't want to fuck around with this shit. So I tried to knock out all my obligations thinking, all right, I'm going to look good in front of the judge. And so I did. I go to my, I'm like, all right, I do my counseling sessions and I had to, you have to do what's called highway safety courses. Yeah. So you can either do there's an eight week program, or there's a two week program, where it, eight weeks it's like two nights a week and the class is maybe two hours, or you can do two Saturdays back to back and it's a full day. Yeah. You go there for eight hours a day. And but you just knock it out. Just knock it out. So I chose to do my Saturday. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna knock this shit out. So I went and did my first Saturday. Completed my eight-hour class. No big deal. Uh, I My second Saturday class was the Monday before my court hearing. So I have my second DUI class, which will complete me. I'll get my certificate, and I go see the judge that Monday morning. And you're going to be like, boom. I'm be like, look all at all shit. this stuff. I got everything you done. You didn't even have to ask me to do <laughs> yeah, this. I knew exactly what you were going to tell me. <laughs> I've got experience. Seen this movie before. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm thinking he's going to give me some favor. So, I go, so I'm, I'm dating a girl at the time. So, we're like, there's a chance I'm going to do some jail time Yeah. come Monday morning. What is, do you remember offhand what the minimum was? Uh, 30 days okay. was Damn, what I was Florida, facing. If you get it within five years, it's only 10 days is the minimum. It's depends on your blood alcohol, too. Yeah. I was in the top tier blood okay. alcohol level. So, if you're in your second tier, I think second tier, it's a little bit less. I blew, I was... I blew pretty... You were a champ. Yeah, yeah. I was blowing some numbers. Uh, <laughs> I was blowing some I was numbers. I blowing some numbers. Um, but, so I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to knock this out. So I'm, I'm dating this girl at the time. I got this course Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday morning I got my court date. So we're like, let's go out to dinner. We'll have a nice date yeah. Friday night. Just in case. Just God in forbid. case something happens. We're not going to see each other for a little bit. 
So we go out to a nice sushi place Friday night down in uh, Center City, Philly. A buddy bum, of mine, bum, a buddy bum. of mine worked there at the time. Shout out Billy Z. You what fuck. up, Billy? <laughs> um, and so I, uh, I was at the sushi restaurant. Have I had a soft shell crab roll? If I recall, I'm pretty sure that's the one that got me. We had a couple other things, but I think it was the soft shell crab roll that got me. Fast forward to my class the next morning. I get to my DUI class first thing in the morning, and we she puts us in groups of four. Like the class, there's maybe 20, 30 people in the class. We get paired in groups of four. We got to do a little group thing. I'm fucking, I'm sitting there in my group, and I start fucking sweating. Just out of nowhere. 7 a.m., I'm just like, I'm like, man, I'm fucking hot as shit. You slept okay, though? Like- yeah, I slept fine. Okay. I get to my class, I'm like, I'm fucking sweating. And all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck, I'm fucking cold as shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And I'm just like, dude, I'm going to fucking throw up. And I, like, get up. Got the mouth sweats. You're run like, Run to the bathroom, yeah. and I'm just like, bah, fucking puke all over the place. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I get that out. All right. Fucking go back, sit in the class. I sit in my group, and I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not feeling so hot. Five minutes go by. I'm like, I'm going to fucking throw up again. So there's a thing, because I'm a big believer in puke and rally. There's a thing where a lot of times when you throw up, you feel a lot better, and you're like, all right, yeah. cool. Like, I'm good. That's where I was right off the bat. Yeah, so it's, you throw up, and you think, oh, man, that was weird, but I'm all right yeah, now. Yeah, and now I'm good. And, and you I'm go like, back into the class, initial- and then literally within five minutes, Five minutes, minutes like, I'm just oh, like, oh, fuck. my goodness. Like, I'm feeling, and then I feel like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to shit. And I'm like, and I'm nauseous. So then I'm just like, I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I'm sweating, sweating profusely. So then I'm just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And like, my group, like, I'm looking at my group, looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. And then I'm just like, I dart out of the room again, and I'm fucking like, then I run and I'm fucking shitting. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing, whatever, fuck it. I'm like shitting, and I am throwing up on the floor. Oh, like, God. Like, I'm trying to like thread the needle and yeah. throw up between my legs while I'm shitting, but I'm just, I'm puking all over the floor. This guy comes in from my class, and he's just like, oh, bud, been there before, like, you'll get through it, dude. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this guy like, thinks detoxing? I'm a junkie. Yeah, yeah, he thinks I'm like... And I'm like, dude, no. Like, and, like, I can't even talk. Like, I'm like, dude, I think I have food poisoning. I have bad sushi. And the guy's like, yeah, okay, pal, sure. That's the <laughs> shitty thing about when like, you're telling the truth. Right. When you're in that situation where everyone's like, no, we're all liars this here. Don't so believe we know shit. you're lying. This yeah. guy doesn't believe a fucking thing I got to say. I got to piss. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right, yeah, sorry. 97 ounces of uh, cold brew there. There we go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this guy is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the bathroom doing my thing. Guy comes in. I, I've been there, pal. Yeah, you'll, you'll do fine. Suck it up. And uh, I'm trying, you know, I'm just trying to explain to people, like, I just I ate some fucking bad sushi. Yeah. And when you're in the class, I don't know if anybody's ever taken these classes before, but, like, you can get some interesting characters. Oh, in yeah. Like, you get some guys that it's just like they're going through it. So I understand, like, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've been in the class before, and there's people detoxing, or there's people, like, I've been in a class, I was doing the drug count, drug and alcohol counseling, sure. and there was someone who was shooting heroin in the bathroom oh during the God. class, Fucking and they'd outrageous. come in and just start nodding out, and I was like, <laughs> like, whatever path to enlightenment you are on, yeah, you're not like, ready for, sir. Come on, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the class? Yeah, really? Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm rolling, doing my thing, trying to get, and I just keep going back all day. 
Yeah. This is this is seven, eight hours of me doing this, and I'm popping in and out of class, and I can maybe sit in there for 10 minutes at a time, and I'm dipping out, and then I'm spending 45 minutes in the bathroom. So this is my second class, too. And, like, I got, I'm like, all right, we're getting our certificate. We're supposed to get our certificate yeah, at the end of this Yeah, because you've already thing. done one eight-hour course. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've, after spending eight hours on the bathroom floor in a pool of puke and shit, uh, I gather myself, and at the end of the day, I'm, like, looking at the clock all fucking day, and, like, I get to the classroom, I walk in at the end, and I go to get my, I, like, <laughs> I, I walk up to the lady. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, I was, like, so, I, can, I, can I have my certificate? And, like, mind you, dude, I'm fucking, like, dehydrated at this say, point. Be, uh, I got no dying. fluids in me. I'm flush. I look like shit. I'm sweating. Like, have you ever seen somebody puking and shitting for eight hours? They're yeah. not looking so When you hot. get that cold, this happened to me when I got alcohol poisoning, but you get, like, a weird cold feeling. Yeah. Not like, like, it's like an internal cold. Like, your insides feel cold. Yeah. And, like, my- Because my, you're so dehydrated, your body can't regulate I'm its like own temperature. I'm, like, rattling inside. Yeah. Like, I can feel my rib cage rattling. I'm just like, what the fuck? So, uh, so I go up and I'm asking, I'm like, Hey, can I, can I, so how about, that, I, certificate? How about that certificate? She's like, she's like, are you serious? She's like, I can't give this to you. She's like, you spent 10 minutes. She's like, I'm, she's like, I have every inclining to give you a drug test right now. And I was like, please, please give me yeah. a drug test right now. I was like, I will. I'm like, if you need to, she was like, she's like you've obviously you're going through something right now. And I was like, miss, I don't know how to tell you this. I was like. I went and got sushi last night with my girlfriend. I swear to God, I have food poisoning right now. I'm like, I have never felt this sick in my life. I was like, please, I have my court date on Monday. All I've wanted to do is get these courses done. So when I go in front of the judge, please don't do that. I'm like, start crying, please. I was like, I pulled the chair. I was like, I almost turned it on the tears. If I had any fluids in my body, I think I might have started crying. But I was just like, I didn't even have the energy to cry. But uh, I was just like, please, just give me. And I finally, I convinced her. She gave it to me. She gave me my certificate. Yeah. So I was just like, oh my god, yes. Get out into my car. I'm fucking driving home from my thing, sweating. My eyes are rolling. I shouldn't have been fucking driving. I'm almost passing out in my car. I'm like yeah. driving down the the same fucking highway that I got my <laughs> DUI on. Driving down that highway, eyes rolling back in my fucking head. I get to my house. I had been taking my clothes off in my car so I'm in my underwear I'm like doing the thing I'm like dropping my windows because I'm so hot then I start fucking shivering so I put my windows up and I'm like I got no clothes on in my car I get back to my my brother's house I live with my brother at the time get out of my car I'm army crawling up my front steps because you just don't have calling my brother's name like my brother's name's frank and i'm just like trying to fucking call his name he literally like walks out and is like what the fuck is wrong with you dude he like, thinks you're fucked up he thinks i'm fucked up yeah. he's just like what the fuck is going on right now like i'm just half naked on his fucking yeah. front doorstep i always forget about the half naked his part. name i have no clothes on him just because i'm sweating i'm cold and like yeah i spent the day in bed i get uh I lose everything. I lose every fucking ounce of food and fluids in my stomach. I'm in bed all day Sunday. I go to my... I got court Monday morning. How are you feeling Monday? Fucking nothing. I have nothing left in me. Yeah. Nothing. I have no food in me. I couldn't eat all... Because my stomach was fucked all day Sunday. Yeah. The only thing I could stomach was like some water and fucking crackers and like a little bit of soup. And 
I go. I got my courtroom first thing, 9 a.m., Monday morning. Dude, I look like shit going into the fucking courtroom. Get in front of the judge. Sends me right to jail. Ah. <laughs> Nothing worked. I get the. I Did get the paperwork. He literally, it. he literally looks at the grid. He's like, "What was your blood alcohol? Point six one. Give you fucking guy gave me thirty days in jail. Uh, I had uh, seventy five days of house arrest after that with an ankle monitor. God. And uh, I did. I had to do. I forget how much community service I had to do. But so they took me right from the courtroom, yep, put me in, put me in cuffs, right in the courtroom. Took me downstairs to the holding cell, and I recovered from food poisoning on thirty days of prison food. God, fucking beautiful. I, I know I told you this when you told me this story because uh, when I got my um, when I had my warrant for my second or my first DUI and ended up getting transposed down to Palm Beach County and had to go in front of the judge. I had gone to rehab and I was living in a halfway house because I was trying to turn my own life around. Sure. And so I had the owner of the halfway house, my boss at work, my sponsor. I had all sorts of people write character witness statements. Yeah. All this stuff under the same impression like what you're thinking. Like the judge will see I took it upon myself to go to rehab. Nobody forced me. Like I knew I had a problem. This was not court ordered. This was Exactly. I wanted to turn my life around because I knew I had a problem. Right. None of it mattered. Nothing. That's what frustrates me. What mattered the most was the fact that I knew some of the state prosecutors because we were pre-law together. Yeah. That was the whole... They asked for... They asked the judge for a reduced sentence. None of the shit I brought mattered. It was because the state prosecutor asked for the minimum sentence. uh, Yeah. That's what... And that's what's so frustrating about, like, the whole, like, cut and dry, like, this is... It's it's a grid. This is your fucking thing. It's just like, dude, I get it, but, like, like they say... It's an assembly line. Yeah. And and it fucks you. It fucks you. That... Yep. That my second to you... They say you can't afford... Like, all the advertisers are like... Don't drink and drive. You can't afford it. Yeah. That's wrong. You can't. <laughs> you can afford one. Yeah. You cannot have two fucking buries you. Yeah. Two fucks you up. That's what happened to me. I had to get help from it. It got one. me like, I mean, all said and done, like after lawyer and fees and the courts and the classes you got to pay for. I mean, all said and done, that shit cost me close to 10 grand. Yep. And you know that yeah out the door for my second one it was like seven seventy yeah like seven thousand seven hundred dollars something fucking like that brutal man and I didn't get a lawyer or anything yeah it was just because I knew enough where I knew I was fucked and I was like there's no point for a lawyer yeah. and if you refuse a lawyer then they offer you the public like if you're like I don't have a lawyer they'll give you the public defender yeah and literally I sat with her and she was just like this is what you're looking at here basically here's the grid right. this is what you're getting and I was like all right cool yeah thanks. Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. It's, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you learn from it. And it was my, uh, you know, my drinking. Uh, I've taken a lot from that time now. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I think I've, my drinking habits have drastically changed. I haven't gone as far. Uh, I, I'm, I'm working up the nerve. One of these days, I think I'm, I'm gonna, you know, put just it, stop. just put it together, put it down altogether. Yeah. I, I've, I put, prolonged gaps in my drinking now yeah you and i talked about this this is something you've been doing where you just won't drink for weeks months on end yeah i just don't like you won't commit to the i'm so i I don't know what it is i it's not even like a i don't know i feel like i can't i feel like i can't it. (laughs) it but every time when i do take those breaks my life just gets better yeah it just like things fall into place for me i and i just 
Um, and then you have one night of partying. And you I wake just up like, and you're like, God damn it! Ugh, I fall into that fucking depression. Well, we one, talked about it too, where it takes a week to get out of it. One now night that of we're older. one night of drinking gives me three days of depression. Yeah. Uh, after that, so uh, you're not feeling right until like the fourth day, both mentally, physically. So right. it's like, what's the my attitude is my yeah. thing. It's not while I'm drinking so much that's the problem. It's the following days yep. when I'm hungover. I'm a fucking miserable dude. Yeah, I'm not fun to be around. I'm irritable, and like, I just like I don't think clearly, and I'm emotional. Yeah, I've noticed that. Well, it's the whole. It's the um. What the fuck's it called? The chemicals in your brain that regulate like emotion and stuff and anxiety and things like that. Um, I can't think of the word right now, but they get all fucked up when you drink. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much uh, I just didn't realize how much it affected daily drinking. Yeah. Um, and not even, you know, just been just drinking on a daily basis affects my attitude. And, and this isn't for everybody. Some people maybe, you know. I'm a bit Some of a. Some people love it. They love I'm drinking a, every day. I'm a bit of a, you know, a, a cynical guy as it is. Oh yeah, I'm me a, too. You know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I don't like to, I don't like the term hater, uh, so much. People throw the term hater around, like, uh, I feel like people say hater. Like you can act like an asshole, and then if someone checks you on it, you just call them a hater, and then yeah, you're just like, like, no, 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 you're a fucking asshole. Just like if, yeah, you there's can't... certain situations too where you'll call someone an asshole, and then they call you a different word, and then you're like, no, you're just being a dick. I'm not a racist. You're just a fucking dick. Yeah, and it's just like, like I, I don't understand, like. You know, some people just act like a fucking schmuck, and then you're just like, hater, hater. It's like, no, yeah. you're a fucking douchebag. That's that's what it is. Um. But I'm a little bit. I have a little bit of that in me. <laughs> After all that, I, the hater thing. The hater, yeah. not not the calling people hater. No, I am the are, hater. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, fuck that. Like anytime, you know, even in comedy, like some, I'm just like, hey, fuck that guy. I'm, oh yeah, I'm fucked. I hundred percent. I got a little bit you. of that in me. Even though I'm, not, I'm just like John. What have you done to prove yourself? Well, and the weird thing for you me is like, I want that. every. There's plenty for everybody. I'm like, everybody should eat. Like, we should all be yeah. where we want to be. But then I'll see some, certain comics go up, and I think their stuff is garbage. But they have this huge following, and I'm like, man, fuck this guy. I or yeah. girl or and we, person. We've talked about that many times. The following thing with with comedy, and that's a, you know, again comes in my hater. I love to watch. You watch people fucking go do a five minute set, bomb their fucking ass off, and then announce their fucking ten social media handles yeah. after their set. Like, follow me on no motherfucker. And then I come, then they'll come up to me. Hey, what's your ins? I don't want you to follow me. Yeah. Did you did you like my jokes? I did you laugh at me? No, you played on your fucking phone. So why do you want to follow my yeah, Instagram? You're talking about Fuck like you. open mics and stuff. Yeah, 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 anything like that. I don't know, but like that's I got a little bit of that fucking wound tight anger, yeah. you know, douche in me. So you know. I, a little bit of broiness to me that I have, which I don't fucking hate. I don't know. People call that toxic masculinity now. I don't fucking. I don't buy that shit. Fuck that. Oh man. I'm just you know. I don't know. I come from toxic masculinity. I was raised. I, it's just not. I don't know. We're going on a. We're going on a fucking wide range. Here. We're. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm heading down a fucking. I know path you got it, but you've got somewhere to be. You're going to Grizzly Pear. Um, Tell everybody where they can find you. Plug all your uh, social media. So yeah, I'm uh, John. After, we just after I shit on everybody's social media, that's what Vlad does. If you, I don't know if you ever <laughs> seen Vlad set, but he's, he he does something at the very end of his set where he's like, I think social media and the internet is ruining society as a whole, and it's a terrible thing. 
and we need to focus on the here and the now. Yeah. Anyway, you can follow me at Vlad the Comedian. <laughs> so I mean, funny. it's a good juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, I don't hate you know, and, and as there's, I don't hate social media. Honestly, I, I, it's a good way. You know, I've, I've kept touch with some people that I probably never would yeah. have, and I've That's also, I've also it. kept touch with people that I really don't want to, and I don't know why, <laughs> but, um. You know, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but like, I don't need to fucking, I don't know. If you like what my jokes and you thought I was funny, then like, then yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. But if you fucking sat there and played on your goddamn phone while I was up there performing and now you just like, you just want another yeah, follower, just, yeah. just the follower of it. Like, you get where they'll you know, follow you and then two days later they'll go they, and unfollow and then you. they unfollow me yeah and then it's just like oh that fucking dickhead just wanted my like yeah. what a nerdy fucking thing like the whole fu- i don't give it's a so fuck. bananas it means i straight up people will ask me for my instagram and i'll give it to them and then they'll follow me right in front of them and i'll just be like all right cool man i got cool, you thanks and i don't and i just to, i'm I don't not following you, you back <laughs> i'm sorry i'd rather not follow you than follow you and then delete you in three days i would rather you not follow me than <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't if if that's how we want to be like don't follow me i don't give a fuck like yeah, that's i'll just write in front of them and just be like all right cool man <laughs> yeah and they're thanks. like aren't you gonna follow nope Nope. Yeah, if we start to develop some sort of relationship yeah. where I am in fact your friend and we uh, I don't then, know yeah, and we can sure. have a mutually but, beneficial yeah. relationship but you just bombed for 8 minutes and then you announce I don't give a fuck dude and maybe I bombed too but like I don't know that's not that's that's the state I hear comics talk about a lot that I feel like um we might be missing a little bit in our uh Wave. Wave, I guess, of, like, they just, they didn't have the fucking social media. Yeah. You didn't have, like, a lot of these guys that we idolize, yeah. that we like to watch, that came up, like, they don't fucking have that shit. I remember didn't when have Bill Burr first got an Instagram. Yeah. And I, and I was, he like, was like, what? I fucking hate this, yeah, I don't want yeah. this, but... They tell me I need to. My it is what it tell is. Me I need to get it. So, but like a guy like him, like he's fucking established. He had it. You know, he had success before the wave. Yeah. But like they had. Talk about all the time. Um, their like the camaraderie that they had. Oh yeah. And like that whole aspect of like, you know, you just you just wanted each other to be successful, just for the sake of doing it and like you develop these organic relationships whereas it's just it doesn't even feel like a all right yeah follow my instagram yeah it's it's and it's frustrating a lot of times too because i like the social media aspect because then it's easy for me to communicate with other people but it also sucks because i'll have full-on conversations with people on social media and then I'll see them in person, and it's like super awkward. It's, it's weird, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, "What the fuck? Why are did we, we doing? do this?" Like my ex, I used to joke with her all the time because I'd be like, "You can't even like like we would run into her friends because she was in a sorority, and she wouldn't even introduce me." Right. And I'm like, "Are you that dis like is it's and she's a lot younger than me, so I was like, "Is it just your whole?" Th- you guys, all of you, yeah. are just that disconnected with how to right. properly behave in public because you're normal human online. interaction, yeah. Regular human interaction. I look at it with, like, even my little cousins when I go to family parties. Like, I come from a huge family. My dad's the oldest of 11. Jesus. I have, like, 27 cousins on my dad's side alone. The younger, I look at, like, some of, like, the younger kids, like, my younger cousins. And, like, when I was coming up, like, 
my uncles, like I would introduce, like when my dad, I, I'd go to my uncle's house or something. You look your uncle Paul in the eye and you shake his hand. You yeah. look your uncle Greg in the eye, you shake his hand like a man. Like these, just they give staring, me the fucking dead fish hand down, fake looking yeah. down at their fucking shoes. And I'm just like, I'm your fucking cousin, dude. We're like, we're cool. We're family. Like, why are you, why are you, why are you like this? Why are you like this? You fucking indoor kid. Nerds. Why you got, what are you like? Anime? You fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Sorry. Well, no, sorry you gotta get out of here. Fans. Plug everything. If you want <laughs> yeah. To uh, my you. name is, uh, my, you can follow me on Instagram at John underscore T underscore slack. Uh, I also have a uh, podcast with my wife. Oh, yeah, uh, plug that. My wife is uh, from Colombia. Uh, she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. We got married uh, back in March, but we do a podcast called the Buenos Tardes Amigos podcast. Uh, you can find that on Spotify if you want to check it out. Uh, it's a bunch of dumb shit. I don't talk about anything important. Um, but we learn a little Spanish and, uh, we kind of, uh, talk about, uh, you know, just going through life and an immigrant in New York city. Beautiful. And, uh, so yeah. So thank you very much well, for having for me, man. It, yeah. Man. Yeah. I no, this, this was a fucking good time. I feel like oh, I yapped yeah. people's ears off. I hope this was somewhat interesting. It was and, for uh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, definitely I appreciate you and I'll have to get you on mine sometime. Fuck to come yeah, man. With the wife. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we could do this. Fun. I'm glad we could do this. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh, Follow my Instagram, guys. John T. Slack. Thank you, everybody, again, yes, for listening. Sir. Follow me on all social media at Brennan T. Comedy, BrennanTComedy.com for the merch and the dates. And then subscribe on Patreon, uh, Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. And we'll talk to you all next week. Right on.